When God created the heavens and the earth, he created Adam and Eve. And to Adam and Eve, God gave them certain rules to follow. One of them was that they shouldn't eat from a certain tree in the garden. Adam and Eve went about their life, and one day a serpent is in the garden. The serpent disguised as the devil, the evil one. And the serpent tells Adam and Eve, did God really tell you not to eat from the tree? You can eat. It's okay. Convincing them to do something God told them not to do. Adam and Eve, they both eat the fruit of this tree. And immediately afterwards, they go into hiding. They feel shame about the sin that they have just committed. Temptation was there right in the very beginning. And in our first reading at Mass this weekend, we hear that after the fall, sin continued to happen. So much so that God called Noah to build an ark, and God was going to flood the earth so that he could recreate and regenerate the earth, and that there might be a new beginning for humanity. That's how rampant sin and falling into temptation had been in the world. And today on this first Sunday of Lent in our gospel, Jesus goes into the desert. And there Jesus is tempted by the evil one. Now in Matthew and Luke's gospel, we actually hear a conversation between Jesus and the evil one and the ways that the evil one tempts. In Mark's gospel, we get a very short, succinct account. Jesus was led into the desert, and there he was tempted by Satan. Just as Adam and Eve and just as Jesus faced temptations, we face temptations in our life. And it's always that temptation to sin. That's kind of the, the generic temptation. And that temptation is one in which we're faced with a choice. We have a choice about our behavior, about our actions. I can do this, the temptation to sin. If I say yes, I sin. If I say no, if I resist, if I reject it, if I rebuke that temptation, God's grace in that moment wins. Take, for example, gossiping. It's a temptation. I'm with a group of people. It's easy to talk about the faults of others. And so as I'm in that group of people, I have the choice. Do I gossip? Do I not gossip? Do I give witness? If I gossip, I commit the sin. I, if I say yes, I've committed the sin of gossip. I've fallen into that temptation. If I say no, I reject it, I resist it. I'm giving a witness. I won't let evil talk prevail in the way I carry out my life. So I think, though, not only do we have this generic temptation to sin, but I think that the voice of the evil one has certain temptations for us, kind of helping us to choose to sin. And so it's important for us to know the voice of the evil one so that we might recognize his tactics. I think one of the voices of the evil one is the voice of the temptation of permission or maybe the temptation of negotiation. That as I'm in my life assaulted by that temptation, the evil one is really wanting my soul, wants me to fall into sin. And so there's kind of this temptation of permission or negotiation where we begin to say, oh, you know, is it, 
is it really that big of a deal if I commit this sin? It's okay. God will forgive me if I ask him. God understands that I'm weak. And so we begin giving ourselves permission. We negotiate with ourselves. We say, well, you know, I've had a tough week. I deserve this sin. And so with that temptation of negotiation or per permission, we can fall into sin then as a result by giving ourselves that permission to sin by saying yes instead of no to that temptation. There's another voice too, and I think it's one that will become stronger for you and for me during this Lenten season. And it's this temptation in which there's discouragement or a temptation of doubt. Because the season of Lent is about praying more, so we have chosen different ways that we pray. Maybe you're reading the Gospels with a devotional and you're reflecting. You're praying the rosary. You're going to Mass more frequently. You're praying the Stations of the Cross. You're going to Adoration. Not that you're doing all of those things, but you're doing some of them. And the tendency then is, is as we draw closer to the Lord God, as we draw closer to Jesus in our prayer, well, this voice of the evil one, the discourager, the one who wants to instill doubt in us, is heard even more. Because that temptation of discouragement or doubt is the evil one saying, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you're going to church and you're praying and you're doing all these things? Don't you remember who you are? Don't you remember what you've done? Don't you remember the sins you've committed? Could God love you? Does God care that you're there? That's the voice of the discourager, the one planning doubt about God's love for us and the fact that God wants us to draw close to him. And why does that temptation of discouragement or doubt, why does it emerge as we're praying more, as we're drawing closer to God? Well, it happens because the evil one, this tempter, the discourager, he knows that if we draw closer to the Lord, that we're going to be recognizing the voice of the Good Shepherd more in our life. That his voice, the voice of the evil one, the voice tempting us to sin, yes or no, to committing a sin, that we're going to listen to him less because we are praying more. And so as we face these temptations in our life, as we hear that voice of the evil one tempting us, well, we have the great gift of so many sacraments and devotions in our church. That every Sunday, and daily, if I go to daily Mass, every Sunday as I receive the Holy Eucharist, that's Jesus giving me the grace to live the Christian life. He's strengthening me against temptation and evil in my life. As I maybe fall into one of those temptations, as I say yes and I commit a sin, I go to the sacrament of reconciliation and I confess my sin to Almighty God and he forgives me. And in that confession, I receive sacramental grace. And that sacramental grace from that confession is going to help me to try to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. So we have the sacrament of reconciliation. We have Our Lady, we pray the rosary, we pray her Hail Mary. 
and she's praying for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. So we rely on her intercession to help us in those times of temptation. The saints are powerful too. Maybe we read about how some of the saints resisted evil and temptation, and that encourages us, that inspires us in our battle against evil in our life. I think an interesting point that's drawn out in Mark's gospel today about Jesus' temptation says that Jesus had the angels ministering to him. That's another reality that we have. We have our guardian angel. Each one of us has a guardian angel. That angel is guiding us, leading us, helping us to make that godly decision instead of the evil decision. And then we have St. Michael the Archangel. What a gift. Then the Diocese of Green Bay, our bishop, has decreed that we pray the St. Michael prayer after Mass. But it's this reality that St. Michael assists us and helps us in our daily battle against evil. And so we have the angels, just as they minister to Jesus, they're ministering to us. Now that we're aware of the voice of temptation, the voice of the evil one in our life, we'll begin to notice how that voice is speaking to us. That's going to help us to resist the devil and to rebuke that temptation so that we might listen more intently to the voice of Jesus, our good shepherd, Jesus, our savior.